No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the Lord called His servant Israel from the womb, and He will give His servant to gather Israel, to be a light to the Gentiles, and to restore the earth. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 49 on Simply the Bible. When I was a kid, we used to play the board game Clue. A murder had been committed, and you had to guess who done it from the clues left behind. Today we have before us some clues of a mysterious person. Can you guess who it is? We continue in Isaiah chapter 49. Listen, O coastlands, to me, and take heed, you peoples from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name, and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. So who is addressing the coastlands? Who is speaking here? as he addresses the peoples from afar, that is, the Gentile nations. Well, who do you think? It could only be one person, as we shall see. First off, he says that the Lord has called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name. And we know that Isaiah spoke of one who was coming. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We know that the angel Gabriel appeared to a young woman named Mary and said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And this is what it says here. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. So we believe this is Jesus speaking here. Now he says, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In Revelation 19.15, when Christ returns at the end of the great tribulation, riding a white horse, we are told that out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. Of course, this speaks of the word of God that goes forth from his mouth. He has hidden me in the shadow of his hand. He has made me a polished shaft or arrow, an instrument of judgment. Again, this can only be speaking of Christ. Verse 3, And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. Now you might say, wait a minute, Daryl. It says you are my servant, O Israel. I thought you said this was Christ. Well, the name Israel means prince with God or governed by God. The Lord told Abraham that in his seed, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. God intended that the nation of Israel would be a light to the nations of the true and living God, the Holy One of Israel. But the nation of Israel failed to bring that message of God's love, righteousness, and salvation to the world. 
so one was needed, a son of Israel, one who would epitomize the calling of Israel to the nations and would fulfill the will of God. In him, the Lord would be glorified. This could only be Jesus Christ, who has brought the good news of God's love, truth, and salvation to all the nations of the world. Now, there is even more scriptural evidence of this. You will recall that after King Herod heard from the wise men that the Christ child had been born in Bethlehem, he sought to kill him. An angel then appeared to Joseph in a dream telling him to take Mary and Jesus and escape to Egypt. They went to Egypt and remained until Herod died, and then they returned to Nazareth. Now, Matthew quoted Hosea 11.1, which says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. And Matthew applied this to Jesus. So we see that the Holy Spirit referred to Jesus here as Israel. He is the descendant of Israel who would fulfill the will of God. But then he says, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. What does he mean by that? Well, we know that John tells us in his gospel that Jesus came to his own and his own did not receive him. And so apparently it would look as though he had come in vain, that his mission had failed. He came to the Jews, but by and large, they rejected him as their Messiah. And the religious leaders delivered him up to Pontius Pilate to be crucified. So was his labor in vain? Well, no, not at all. Because in dying on the cross, Jesus accomplished the greatest triumph of all. He triumphed over sin, death, and the devil. And through his death on the cross, he saves both Jews and Gentiles alike who believe in him. Now, when Jesus cried out from the cross, it is finished, he declared that the work that the Lord had given him was completed. His work was with God, as it says here, and he would be rewarded for it. As we continue to progress through the next several chapters of Isaiah, we get a clearer picture of the Lord's suffering servant. And his work on the cross is described in exquisite detail in Isaiah 53. There we read that he, the Lord, shall see the labor of his soul, that is Christ, and be satisfied by his knowledge my righteous servant shall justify many for he shall bear their iniquities therefore i will divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul unto death and was numbered with transgressors and bore the sin of many and made intercession and so we see that surely christ received a great reward from the lord for his faithfulness to pour out his life to death verse 5 and now the lord said who formed me from the womb to be his servant to bring jacob back to him so that israel is gathered to him for i shall be glorious in the eyes of the lord and my god shall be my strength now here where it says his servant it's clearly a reference to christ it could not mean the nation of israel for the nation could not bring back the nation to the Lord. Jesus Christ will bring Israel back to the Lord for his blood makes atonement for their sins. 
He was called Jesus, Yahweh saves, because he would save his people from their sins. Indeed, he says, is it too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel? I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Oh, the glorious work of Jesus. Not only does he save his own people, the Jews, but also he is a light to the Gentiles to go forth to the nations of the earth. And it would be through Israel's rejection that Christ would become this light to the world. Paul talks about this in Romans eleven fifteen as he shares his heart for his people Israel. But then he says, for since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, then their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be life for those who were dead. So God used the rejection of Israel to bring the message of the gospel to the world. But at the end of the great tribulation period, when Jesus Christ returns at the second coming, they will believe and accept Jesus Christ as their Messiah And what a glorious day that will be. It will be, as Paul says, life for those who are dead. Verse 7, Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and He has chosen you. And so we see that man would despise Christ. Of course, Jesus said this. He said to the Pharisees, Have you never read in Scriptures the stone which the builder rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Man would despise Him, but God would approve of Him. And kings and princes would worship him. Of course, all we have to do is look at history and see all of the nations, the kings and princes throughout the world who have worshipped Jesus Christ. Verse 8, Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages that you may say to the prisoners, go forth to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads and their pastures shall be on all desolate heights. And so we see that the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 6, 2 applies this to the present age of grace. He quotes this saying, in an acceptable time I have heard you and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And that is the day in which we live where God is not counting our sins against us if we will believe in Jesus Christ. I am so glad to be in the age of grace, not under law, but under grace. But this also speaks of the future restoration where God will give Christ as a covenant to the people to restore the earth and to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages. And then he will gather the prisoners from all over the world, those who are in darkness, those who have gone into hiding because of the Antichrist, 
and he shall bring them forth to inhabit the desolate areas. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them, for he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water, he will guide them. This is what is spoken of Christ as he shall lead them by streams of living water as our good shepherd. I will make each of my mountains a road and my highways shall be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those from the north and the west and these from the land of Sinem. And the location of Sinem is uncertain, but many think it is the Aswan region of Egypt. So the idea here is God will be gathering people from all over the world, bringing them into the land of Israel during the millennial kingdom when Christ is reigning in Jerusalem. Verse 13, sing, O heavens, be joyful, O earth, and break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. Oh, don't you know how wonderful it is that mercy triumphs over judgment. Though even his own people rejected him at first, yet God is not done with the nation of Israel. He will restore them. All Israel will be saved, as Paul says. And what a glorious, wonderful kingdom age that that will be. How I am looking forward to that. Come, Lord Jesus, come. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see that the Jews thought that God forsook them, but he assures them that he will remember them. He will gather their children from the nations and contend with their enemies. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.